Welcome to Freedom Slave Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast. Super excited. We have our very first guest, Abu Fofana. He is amazing. He's gone from refugee to multi-six-figure entrepreneur, leaving Sierra Leone during the time of civil war, came to the U.S., and he's now known as the lieutenant of marketing. He's helped over 30,000, let me repeat that, 30,000 women in his program, assisting them to really create passive income through ads, advertisement. And just so you know, I'm one of those women. So I'm super excited to have him on here. He is so great. And he's been featured in places like Business Insider, Philadelphia Inquirer, so many other places. And honestly, I just want to dive right in because I'm sure you're going to learn so much more about him and his story. So Abu, how's it going? Hey, thank you for having me, man. Whenever people introduce me, I, I'm like, wait, I did all that. <laughs> so I'm super excited uh, to be here on this podcast. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. So I know that having heard your story so many times through different means, through your webinars, through other podcasts you've been on, I've heard that you were selling t-shirts. So please help me understand how you transitioned from you know, being the go-to from t-shirts to being the go-to person that people go to, to look for bank really through online ads. How did that transition get sparked? Yeah. So t-shirts was sort of my, my first business that I started when I was still uh, a teenager. And that first business really laid the foundation for what would happen in the later years. You know, I used to run a t-shirt brand and, you know, anyone can start a t-shirt company, right? It's a very saturated market. But what I think it taught me was how to start a business, how to figure out how to market your products when it is in a saturated industry, how to hire people, right? My first employees were my friends of this t-shirt business, how to fire people. Those first few employees that were my friends, I had to fire all of them. (laughs) So I (laughs) I learned early on a lot of the fundamentals of you know, business through that t-shirt company, which would later go on, you know, when I was still a college student, started to make it like five figures a month with that t-shirt brand, ended up getting sponsorship from like Damon John and Shark Tank and John Legend. And so again, it was to really lay the ground foundation. So now anything that I would do following, I had an infrastructure of like, okay, this is how I would build a business, right? It didn't matter what industry, you still have the same fundamentals of, I need to find customers, right? I need to be able to sell this to people in order to make sales and I need to be able to bring in money in consistently each month. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what I love is that you then pivoted, right? So tell people exactly in your own words what it is you do. Because I said you're the lieutenant of marketing and that you assisted 30,000 plus women to turn really passions into profit as well through advertisement on their social media. Is that an accurate description of what you do now, would you say? Yeah, yeah. So the way I describe it, you know, Lieutenant of Marketing was a name that I recently got. Uh, Prior people used to call me the man behind the brand. So when I used to run an agency, but uh, the way I pivoted was um, I started looking at the market. And, you know, when when I was running my my t-shirt brand, I ended up leaving that space because I thought, you know what, I want to get into high-end design. So I ended up moving to Italy. And when I was living in Milan, 
I started studying fashion design. What I realized, however, was, you know, one, I was the worst designer in the class, <laughs> but two, that all the designers who I'd been in class with had been designing since they were like two years old. These were some of the best designers that I'd ever seen, but their biggest pain point was they didn't know how to sell their own products and services, right? They would create this, the most beautiful garment, but they had no idea how to sell it online. And so I remember every day after class, because again, my background, I was selling t-shirts online. They would ask me questions around, what, what do I do first? What do I do next? And literally at the end of every class, there'd be a long line of students. And I'm like, I can help you set up your e-commerce. Let's do this. And then I would start helping them set up their e-commerce, helping them make money. And that's when I realized, even you know, a professor of mine told me, but you need to stick on the business side of things. Like that's where you seem to have your, your expertise and that's what you seem to be really good at. And looking back now, I didn't even know that that was the beginning of what would happen now where in my current role now, I run a marketing accelerator where I teach founders, business owners, uh, specifically, you know, women of color, uh, black women, how to utilize paid advertisement. So we're talking about Facebook ads, Instagram ads, into promoting their products and services and really using ads as a sales team in order to you know, reach new audiences, in order to get new audiences to engage with their, their brand and in order to get that new audience to then turn into customers. That's excellent. And what I love is, well, two things. Your professor was like, look, bro, stop trying to do this fashion thing. This is what you're really great at. And also that you were able to pick that up as well. You noticed an issue that other people had and you're filling that gap. Because I always say it's either you're doing something that you're passionate about or something you're passionate about fixing. Would mm-hmm. you say you're passionate about assisting you know, women, women of color with their growing of their business? Or are you passionate about helping them fix the issues they have with growing it? Yeah, I think it goes hand in hand because it's, if it's their issue, it's also my issue, right? Because I'm trying to help them move forward in their business. The passion really comes from, um, you know, when I took a step back, I identified this white space and I confirmed it even more when I read, there was a study that I read earlier this year in February and it was, you know, the top 10 things a woman of color founders needed. And number one was digital marketing. And number two was capital. So I was like, wait a second. You know, people are building great products. People are building great services. But their issue is, you know, they don't want to go the venture capital route. They want to try to bootstrap this by themselves with a small budget into four figures, into five figures, and eventually into six figures. So their pain point was something that I knew how to solve. And so the passion was like, okay, how do I help them move forward in their business? And, you know, at the same time, getting them forward and and wherever they wanted to go. And and the biggest thing was sales. There's so many business owners that I notice they'll start passion projects, but they'll forget that they need to make sales in order, right, for that passion to continue being there. Oh, for sure. Right. Like it's so important that you learn the, the other pieces that's going to help you with that passion project, right? So I'm so glad you've came along. And like I said, you've helped me because I was avoiding Facebook ads like the plague, okay? 
and you're just amazing with your, and your course is awesome, you guys. And I always, I'm saying always, you're the first guest, but what I always plan to do is if there is something that I really, really stand by, which is something like this, I want to talk about it at the beginning of the episode before anybody even drops off. But I found it's an amazing course that's easy to walk through, but I have an online business, right? So tell me what you think about like Facebook ads. You know, it's crucial for online business, but do you think it's only online business? I know you've worked with other people with brick and mortar as well, but there are a lot of people I'm sure that's going to be listening to this that's going to think it doesn't apply because they have a brick and mortar or a traditional business. Yeah. So I would say like first identify what are you doing now in terms of marketing, right? So if you're, you know, you're printing out flyers, right? And then, you know, flyers cost money and then you're going to go post them around town that costs time, right? And then you're hoping that, you know, in this town that people walk across and see your flyer. And then how likely is that? And then ask yourself, right, where are my customers spending most of their time? If you can say, okay, they're checking their social media, right? They're checking Instagram, they're checking Facebook, then that means there is a big opportunity for you as a business owner to utilize those platforms in order to drive, you know, your advertisements on those platforms. Again, you're doing it from your home. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to print anything, right? You just have to tell Facebook and Instagram who is your ideal audience. Okay, we'll do the rest, right? We'll put our products, I mean, we'll put our ads in front of them. So whether you're a brick and mortar store, right? There's a founder that I worked with during the Super Bowl. She ended up running ads to her vegan cafe and she ended up selling out of all of her products, right? And so it doesn't matter whether you're a brick and mortar, it doesn't matter if you're an online business, If you believe that your audience is using Facebook, if you believe your audience is using Instagram, then that means there's a big opportunity for you. And there are so many people on Facebook and Instagram, right? Do you have the stats for that? Like there's three billion, there's three billion monthly active users and there's only 7 billion people in the world. (laughs) Look, your people are on these platforms, right? And I think a lot of it, we tell ourselves, and when I say we, I'm not talking about me or you, but like people in general, we tell ourselves that something's not for us, even if we haven't tried it yet. But with something like social media ads, it's usually because people are intimidated by it, right? Or they aren't quite sure what it is that they should do. But what would you say is your biggest pet peeve you encounter with people when they're promoting online or looking to promote, period? Yeah, so the the biggest thing is one, uh, again, this belief that ads don't work, right? People have to realize that when you're using uh Facebook and Instagram ads, that's where Facebook makes most of his money. So if it didn't work, Facebook would not be around because they wouldn't have any cash capital, right? And then the second thing is most small businesses that are super successful that are on the online space are running advertisements, right? So they're, they're all these social proof. But, you know, the, the biggest, you know, pet peeve when it comes to people running ads is that one is that when they, when they do try running ads and ads don't work for them, they blame the ads rather than the skill that they developed in mm-hmm. running ads. Does that make sense? So, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of ads, sense. They're saying ads don't work, but then when you start asking them questions around, you know, well, how did you run it? What, what did the data say? They can't answer those. So it's actually, they're the problem. It's not necessarily the ads. They don't understand how to run the ads. 
So a lot of times people are throwing money on something without even figuring out a plan in order to do it, you'd say. Exactly. Okay. So I love to teach them actual things, right? So let's say someone's starting from scratch. They have Instagram, they have Facebook, but they've never really used an ad other than like hitting a boost button once or twice on Facebook. So what do they need to know? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing before you actually get into the tool of ads is to take a step up in your business and ask yourself the questions around, you know, I know my demographic of my audience, right? Building out the audience profile, but what's the psychographics? What are they reading? What are they watching? Who are they listening to? Who are they following? If it's not my product or service, then what are they using right now? And so once you can really identify those, those, those things, then the next thing is to ask yourself, what are my audience's pain points, right? What are they always complaining about? Or what are they always, you know, what are, what are their beliefs or non-beliefs about this specific thing. Once you understand those two things, then it's a lot easier when when you get into advertisements to really identify your audience. Because again, you could have the best image, video, but if you're targeting the wrong group of people, your advertisements won't be effective. So first, again, it's to really do that self-exploration in your business. So take a piece of paper out, take a pencil or pen out, and really go through that self-exploration of my audience you know, what are their objections and pain points? And then once you can identify those first two things, you're halfway there into running ads. So now the technical aspect is opening up the Facebook ads manager. And then you're going to plug in all the data that you just created on that piece of paper right into the ads manager. Uh, The biggest mistake I see most uh, entrepreneurs, people for the first time make is that they go run ads with without doing that, that due diligence of really understanding who their customers are and their pain points. And then when they start running ads, they just click a bunch of buttons and then they just pray that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So they need to get really clear. And I love preaching the importance of the psychographic bit, because like you said, a lot of times they do focus on the demographics, like, oh, I'm only targeting men or I'm only targeting women. And maybe they know the age and they can dive even deeper with demographics that way as well, as far as their location and so many other things. But a lot of times they do avoid those psychographics. And even beyond doing the Facebook information, like inputting that information, what psychographics also help with you guys is ensuring that your message is resonating. So if you're, t- if you're putting something up, which is your copy, essentially, right? The words that you're putting there to connect with your audience, to get them to click, you want it to be something they resonate with. Let's say, oh, that show is not on anymore. I was going to say Game of Thrones, but it used to come on what, Sundays? So if I was writing something and I knew my audience, look, they're busy. They don't want to go to work the next day because listen, they're trying to escape their nine to five. But I also know that there are people who like to watch Game of Thrones and Sunday nights are their times to chill. I may say, look, I'm not sure if I'm coming on a live or I'm promoting an ad that's coming out on the Sunday, I may say, look, I know I'm pulling you from your Game of Thrones day and relaxation real quick, but listen to this. And, you know, having that additional information about who your ideal client is helps so much more. Would you agree? Yeah, totally agree with, with, with that. Um, and not, not only that, but I think that, you know, we mentioned getting clear on what you're trying to do in terms of like running ads and who you're trying to target as well. But I think it's also important that, you know, there are the five things that I teach when it comes to running ads, which you know, because you've taken the program, but mm-hmm. before you can run ads, you first need to really understand your offer. What am I selling? And then you build out that audience profile, right? And then you go into the messaging. Again, what are their pain points and objections? And then you build the proper, you know, funnel. How do I lead them to my, my website? 
and then you build the proper ads. And, you know, that's what really makes for an effective advertising campaign, no matter what space product or service business you're in. You guys, this is gold. I hope you all have your notepads. If not, I need you to rewind this back and listen to what he just said and make sure you're writing it down because those steps are key in order to have successful advertising campaigns. Okay. So awesome, Abu. So Abu, so what would tell me, what would separate, you know, a bad performing ad from a better one? Would it be just them not being clear with who their audience is? Like, let's say they have that stuff and they think that they, they've pinpointed the psychographic and demographics of their clients, but the ad's still not performing well. What do you think would separate something like that from the other? Would it be like an issue in the funnel side of it? Yeah, so I think that this is where like the, the, the critical thinking component comes with running ads. And I think, you know, people that really understand the data that ads give back. And again, on your Facebook ads manager, you can see the data. So you click publish on an ad and after a few days, you can see what's the activities that's happening with that specific ad. And so when you think about a funnel, right? Okay, I got to send people to my website. They got to click add to cart. They got to start initiating checkout, typing in their information, and then they purchase and they become a customer. When you run ads, it illuminates where people are stopping along your process. So you may notice people are not even clicking the ad. And then you can identify, okay, it's my ad that's not working. And then maybe people clicked on the ad, but they're stopping at the ad to cart. Maybe you've identified your shipping is too high. That's why people are not moving forward and purchasing. So I think that, you know, what really differentiates, I I think, a good ad and a poor ad is the, the person that's interpreting what the ad is telling them. I love that because you keep bringing it back to the person, right? Because a lot of times we like to point fingers and think it is the equipment that's broken. But a lot of times the equipment that's broken is our own analysis of that equipment. So no, I absolutely love that. Um, You have to look at your ads. You have to see what's working, what's not. The stuff that's working, do more of that. The stuff that's not, you obviously want to tweak it. So what about the people who are listening to this right now, Abu? And they're like, yeah, it all sounds good, but I'm not trying to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on everything advertisement. I don't have a lot. I know you have a lot to say about that. Yeah. And so, so the thing with ads is you, again, it's a low barrier to entry. So you can get started with a dollar a day. And again, I have so many, you know, campaign success stories by spending a dollar a day for 30 days and getting a $5,000 speaking engagement at universities, right? Or, you know, in my program, I teach a lot of the business owners how to start with $5 a day. And um, even a case study that I did earlier this year, I spent $5 a day uh, for the four months. I spent $3,900 and generated almost $100,000. And so, again, you don't need a lot of money if you, could, if you understand, you know, that interpretation of what's happening after I click pub- publish on my ads. And so, again, you can start as low as a dollar a day. Um, you don't need to spend a lot of money in order to get a high return. And you have to ask yourself, what's a good return for me? So if I put in a dollar and get $10 back, is that good for me? Right. So that means if I put in $10 and get $100 back, is that a good return for me? And so you have to start asking yourselves these hard hitting questions and then also ask yourself, well, what are the alternatives, right? What are the alternatives if I'm spending $1,000 printing out flyers and I can't really track who's coming to me based on if they saw the flyer and I can't really track anything else? Is this the best alternative or should I use a platform where I could spend a dollar a day up to a minimum a dollar a day and be able to really see the end to end of the business? I can see who's coming to me. I can see who I'm interacting with. 
I can see what steps they're taking and where they're stopping along the process. And so it's really asking yourself those questions. But again, you can start with a dollar a day. Um, there's this myth that you need to be spending $1,000 a day or hundreds of dollars a day on advertisement. And that's completely false. That's completely false. Yeah, and I think you've definitely shut that myth down. Look, guys, you need to follow him. I'm going to put his link to his Power Your Launch in the descriptions, in the show notes, but I'm also going to put the link to his Instagram page because he has all the receipts, right? He can prove that you do not have to spend a whole lot. And even just now, Abu, you said 3900 and from that, you got $100,000, which is sick. That's crazy. So let's say we even divided that by half for those who may be saying, well, I don't have 3900 to put in it. Um, actually, not even half. Let's say 10%. Let's do 390 dollars right three hundred and ninety dollars and ten thousand dollars let's say do you think it would be as simple for someone if they were to double what you did so let's say abu you were working and you know you spent close to four thousand dollars and you made the hundred thousand do you think if you put eight thousand in there you'd have made two hundred thousand is it that simple or is it something else that goes along with it right so once you start running ads and you find an ad that's really working so for example the first four months i spent thirty nine hundred to make a hundred thousand that five following month because I found ads that were working, I ended up spending 7,100, so 7,100, and I made $102,000 in 30 days, right? So the first four months took me, it took me four months to make 100,000. The next month, 30 days, it took me 30 days to make 102,000 because I found advertisements that were working. And mind you, right, the the first four months when I spent 3,900, I didn't have 3,900 in my bank account, right? I started with $100 by spending $5 a day. And when I would make a return, I would take that money and invest it back in, right? And so it built up. One more time, one more time if that bit. You took that money and did what? And I reinvested it, right? (sighs) Back into the business because I saw it was working. So that $5 went to $10, went to $100, went to $1,000. And I just kept taking that money and putting it right back in the ads. And then $3,900 later, I had $100,000 made. Awesome. Like seriously, you guys, he's gave you so many gems just now. One, he let you know that once he learned how to do something that took him four months, he was able to duplicate that same thing, that same result in one month's time. And he also shared that he reinvested in the business. Super important, right? He's putting the money that he didn't have at the time in back into the business because he had then made it off of these things that he's teaching today. So super excited about that. So would you say that's your biggest success story with using ads, 4,000 to 100,000? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of wins and success stories. Oh, I've seen them. Was... <laughs> what would you say is your biggest though? Like you're <laughs> the one, like why the a one where you spent the least and you made a good bit from it? Because I've seen some where you spent ridiculous amounts, like $53 and you've made thousands. And I'm just yeah, like- Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's one- uh, this was a while ago. I spent like a dollar nineteen, and it it brought in like what was it like either like seven thousand dollars or something. Stop it! Stop yeah, it. stop <laughs> it! I'm gonna go find that one. No way. <laughs> so that one dollar nineteen. There's others like yeah that you mentioned. I spent like fifty three dollars, but there's one actually that I'm thinking of right now that I believe last time I checked I had spent like fifteen hundred, and it brought back over eighty thousand dollars. I'm yeah, it was one of my retargeting campaigns. I think. I I spent 1500 so 1500 and it brought in over $80,000. I think I was just looking at that one late last night. But yeah, just crazy 
return and return on investment. And so it doesn't make sense for me to invest my time and money any elsewhere. And what's amazing is I know we're talking about this power your launch, your marketing accelerator, which is great, which is what the only thing you're focusing on right now. But I know that you have multiple streams. So guys, while he has this one program that he's you know, giving his one-on-one attention to. He has multiple ads running for different things. Like you heard him earlier, he had one for a speaking engagement. So someone hired him for that. I know he has physical products with dropshipping that he plays with occasionally. He just tests the market. And I think it's super important for you to test it and also not to put all your eggs in one basket. Would you agree, Abdul? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And and, and that's why, you know, I, I always say you first focus on one stream at a time, right? So focus on one stream. If you can get something that, you know, is bringing you inconsistent money, whether it's even a thousand dollars a month or even 500 a month, then you can start shifting your focus. But it's hard to do 10 things at once to try to make all of them profitable when none of them are. And so again, like really honing in on, okay, let me do this one at a time. And so to the point where I've been able to build multiple streams of like five different businesses because, you know, all of them, like after each one gets profitable, I'm able to move on to the next thing because I've built a system that's just working without me being there all the time. We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Yes. And that's important that you did differentiate that too. You don't want to go and run and do all things at one time because you'll never be able to give your all and make it the best it can be if you're focusing on that and splitting your time with a hundred things up front without even perfecting it yet. So no, I'm glad you made that differentiator. And I know when I first did your program and I told you guys, I move fast, right? So even with this podcast, I was telling Abu, Abu earlier, he was like, when did you do this? I'm like, look, I decided two weeks ago I was doing it and here we are talking, but I move fast. So as soon as I start taking his course, I mean, I think I did like I was on week two because it's a six week course. In week two, I felt like I could at least start putting the things he had taught into motion. And by week two, guys, I spent $6 and made one sale on this $97 course. Like I was only running it, I think for like an hour or so at that time. And from $6, I made $97 on my social slay training. So I was like, okay, this crap is real because that's a 16 time investment. So I started, obviously, once that worked, I started boosting it. Well, not boosting it, but pushing it a bit more. And I was able to do so well with it. So I'm super grateful for you, Abu, and all the things that you teach in your course and even the things you're sharing with everybody today. I want to let them know as well that this stuff works. It's not just him trying to talk about this course. Advertising on social media is something that works so well. So I'm glad you shared that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money, but obviously more money makes more money, right? So can you walk me through the process? If I have a course I'm creating and want to run an ad for a webinar, let's say, 
can you walk someone through who may be listening what they should do? I know we talked about like figuring out who the audience is and something like that. Can you tell them, even point them to where they should go on Facebook just to give them a bit more clarity around it? So if you are running, you know, advertisements to a course, um, you know, the first thing that's important is, you know, understanding where are you sending people to, right? So what's, what's my sales page? Because if you send people directly to your course and just have buy now with no information around why they should buy, then less likely people are just going to buy when they hit that page. So you want to send people to, you know, you're running ads to a sales page. And then, you know, from that sales page, once they enroll, then they get into the program. But in order to run ads, you know, when you go to your regular Facebook page, so your personal Facebook.com, there is a um, upside down triangle that's all the way to the right of the screen. And that's where you'll access the Facebook ads manager. And from there, when you, you know, you have the option to create a campaign. And when you create a campaign, you, you select your objective, right? So we want to run ads to this course, right? We want to drive sales. So our objective would be conversions, right? We want to get conversions on that page. And so once we click create, then we get into the ad set level. This is where Facebook will ask you, you know, who do you want to target? Who are they, right? Are we targeting people that, you know, what, what's their age range? What's their psychographics? And then it'll ask you, okay, how much do you want to spend a day on this a specific ad that you're getting ready to run? And I always select $5 because again, I'm super cheap. I'll start with $5 a day. And then on the, the next step, Facebook will say, okay, now here's where you start uploading your visual assets. So that's the photo, that's the video. And then you enter your copy in. Again, your copy should be enticing because you're driving people to your sales page. So it should talk about what their pain points are. And hey, if you resonate with these pain points, I have something for you, right? And then you select your headliner, which is, you know, how I went from, you know, you know, part-time to a full-time entrepreneur by doing XYZ. And then Facebook will ask you, well, if someone sees this ad and they click on the ad, where do you want to send them to? So this is where you would put the link for your sales page in order to drive traffic. So anytime someone sees this ad and they click the learn more or sign up or um, you know, buy now button, right? It'll take them directly to your sales page. So that's how it would work end to end. If you were trying to, again, promote your course. Now you could say, okay, I want to send people to a sales page, or you can say, I want to send people to a webinar because maybe, you know, my product costs high, right? It's a high price point product. And I want to make sure that I'm giving people and I'm making sure they feel comfortable enough to spend a thousand dollars with me. So I want to do a webinar where I'm live, I'm going through my slide decks and then I'm having the ability for them to ask me questions so they feel comfortable enough to purchase. And so there's so many different ways in which you can send people to, but it's really important to understand, you know, where am I sending them to? What's my objective? What's the campaign that I'm creating? Perfect. And that's what I was about to hop on. And you started talking again. I was like, and what about the webinar bit? So that is the important bit to remember as well, guys. If you have a high ticket item, you have to ensure that, you know, your audience knows who you are. If it's a high ticket item, they already trust you. That whole no like and trust factor, like everyone in the online space says, right? But it's true. People have to know you. They have to love you and they have 
have to trust you in order to purchase. So if you're doing some high ticket sale, it's probably, probably, <laughs> probably best. I can't even talk right now to send them to a freebie like a webinar to warm them up. So that was super helpful, Abu. Thank you so much for that. Um, and your power, your launch. I want to talk about that for a bit because I think it's so helpful for those who are at a stage where they're like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to take the leap. I think it's important for me to begin investing in my business so that my business can invest for me, right? And I know it's for women particularly, but I have seen men in there. And I know you say it's for women of color. I've seen other ethnicities in there as well, but I know you primarily target women of color who's usually who's listening to this podcast. So tell them, how would they know that this is a good fit for them? Yeah. So it, it's really about, you know, and, and this is where, you know, <laughs> the, the inner work of asking yourself hard hitting questions, right? Like, do I, you know, have a process in my business where I'm able to generate new business or leads, right? Without me doing the most, right? Without me posting every day on social, without me emailing every single second, without me hashtagging my way to death because I'm trying to find the ideal customers. <laughs> I uh, love that. <laughs> and then, you know, so starting by asking yourself that question. And second, what am I doing now for marketing? And is it effective, right? So what am I doing now, right? And how much time is that taking away from other parts, from running other parts of my business. So once you can ask yourself those hard and heading questions, then it's about, okay, what if I could put a system in place where I am constantly getting new business on autopilot, right? And I am then converting them through my funnel and th through using ads into paying customers. What would that look like for me? How would that transform my business where it is today? And so it's, it's about asking yourselves those questions, but the program is really for anyone that has a product or service-based business, right? That's trying to um, get people in front of it, trying to drive traffic to it in order to get customers, in order to get conversions for their business. Perfect. And understanding that you already have to have a great product, right? Abu's not helping you create the great product. He's assisting you to drive business to that amazing product. You have to be able to do your research first to ensure that you know what you've created is something that's actually wanted by the market. And once you have something that you know that people love, that they use, that helps them solve a problem of some sort, whether it's a aching tummy because they're hungry or confidence because it's closed, whatever, then you need to be able to get that in front of people. And that is the underlying thing for all businesses. That's one thing that every single business has in common, that they have to make sales. And I think that this, having gone through it myself, right? I don't put my hand up and promote any old thing, right? And I'm going to tell you that this course, I'm not an affiliate for it at all. So I'll put that out there as well. I'm not an affiliate for it, but this course is amazing. Okay, so in a moment of full transparency, I was not an affiliate when I recorded this with Abu. And then as soon as we finished the podcast, I remembered he sent me a link to be an affiliate. And I figured, why the hack not? Because it's something I stand behind 100%, not only because I know Abu's amazing, he delivers, he has receipts and can do awesome, but because I've taken it myself and I've seen the results. So because of that, there's no additional cost to you, but I will put my affiliate link below in which case, if you do click and purchase anything from him, then I will get a commission off of it because that's how you make passive income, teaching you that, right? And also because I like to you know, keep it real with you guys. So that's what it is. Now let me go back to the recording. <laughs> and I'll put the link down in the show notes so you can hop on. Do you have a webinar they can hop on, Abu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll send you that link and you can put that in the show notes. 
So below, I'll put the link for the webinar as well as the link directly to the sales page if you're just ready to dive right in. And I think that you guys will find this super helpful. And even if you don't grab the course, I'm sure you've gotten tons of value in this episode. Make sure you take a screenshot so that we know that you love this episode or you've gotten something out of it and tag Abu and I on it over on Instagram. And I'll put, like I said, his link down below in the description as well for his Instagram page. Now, before we go, there's one thing I want to do, and I want to make this consistent for all the interviews I have, and that is to ask you, Abu, what does freedom mean to you? What freedom means to me is, you know, the ability to uh, be able to be flexible, right? The ability to be able to, um, you know, follow and pursue your interest, your passion, and to really begin carving out, you know, the things that you enjoy, the things that you want in life, and find that alignment in between that, right? So, so freedom is the ability right? It's the ability to be free, right? To be free from, you know, the path that was paved for you and to be free to create your own path so you don't have to follow any other paths that are on the road already. So that's what, you know, freedom means to me. And and that's what I'm striving in every single day in my life and by taking incremental steps every single day. I absolutely love that. So Abu, thank you so much. You are 100% the lieutenant of marketing. I owe a lot of my success as well as my money to you. You are amazing. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. I can't wait to hear this and also interact with the community. Um, Yeah, feel free to ask me questions if y'all have it. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. And I'm super excited for, you know, your new podcast to take off. Thank you. Awesome, you guys. Until next time. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.